All right. Three, two. Longhorns unfiltered opening night 2020. The Texas Longhorns were box office 59-3 over the UTEP Miners to start the season. I'm Cedric Golden. I'm joined by the Duck Kirk Bowles and the Davis boys, Daniel and Brian. Brian, I'm going to start with you because you asked one of the better questions in uh, the Tom Herman post game. Was it cathartic? Didn't it feel good to have football back on the table and to talk about a little bit of football? Absolutely. I, I thought I honestly thought that the whole day was cathartic for uh, not only just college football fans, Texas fans, but sports fans in general. I mean, I know I know some people have crazy I you know think crazy about game day. I thought it was great to see game day out of, out at the Wake Forest Field today. I thought it was great to see upsets, um, you know, with some Big Twelve teams getting sunbelted today. Um, <laughs> you know, but but to, but for for from Texas's standpoint, after everything that everything that they've been through as individuals, uh, no spring practice, uh, getting Corona tests or coronavirus tests three times a week, you know, to come out here and put it on an, another opponent had to feel good, and it had to feel good for the fans, had to feel good for the coaches. Um, you know, I, I, I'm this I'm about I'm about worn out with this term of sense of normalcy. But, but that's what it was. And, and I think a lot of people are, are craving that. And um, Texas could give them some tonight. Danny, I, I know Sam Ellinger, if, if the Heisman Trophy ceremony was next weekend, somebody's going to New York with Sammy because Sam Ellinger was electric. First half, 24, 32, 429 yards, five touchdowns, setting school records and just – he looked like Dan Marino out there. Um, uh, how, could you gauge what you expected to see from Sam and what we all got? Well, if you ask Sam, he didn't deserve to win an All Central Texas Award tonight with the way he thought he played. Which Whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know if he was, how honest he was being in that post game presser. Saying, I have some throws out there. What? <laughs> but Sam was incredible. And granted, and I think Chip. Uh, Chip Brown kind of hinted at this when he talked to him, asked his question. UTEP is really bad. They are <laughs> should not be scaring anyone. But, you know, Texas Tech has a bad secondary. And a lot of the other secondaries Sam's going to be facing over these next few, you know, few weeks are going to be great. And he, if he plays the way he did tonight, and I'm sure Kirk, Kirk will talk about this in a second, spreads the ball around to the, all these talented receivers that he has. And this isn't just a one-man Devin DuVernay show. You know, he is going to put up great numbers over a 10-game season. Well, you know, right? go ahead, Duck. Go ahead, Duck. I mean, there are guys that a lot of people have never heard of uh, that, that, that got paint on their pants, and uh, Sam spread it around. This is, not, this is not Devin DuVernay and Colin Johnson. This is different. It is different, and that can be a good thing because defenses can't focus on shutting down Devin DuVernay. And I know we all thought Kai Money was going to be the go-to guy. Uh, money, 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 money. <laughs> he is the money man, I'm telling you. You know, guy we'd never even heard of, a walk-on, he gets in the end zone before Brennan Eagles. So that, if that gives you any indication, they've got a lot of depth. And I was impressed with their athleticism. 
and uh, their yards after the catch. And again, it is rel- relative because it was against UTEP, which, you know, two and 34 the last three seasons. They're not good. We didn't see any Aaron Jones on this uh, UTEP <laughs> team. That was a given. But, uh, yeah, it's it, to me it was very encouraging because there are a lot of weapons. Sam used his tight ends. He threw to the running backs. And we thought Jake Smith and Jordan Whittington were going to be the big number of guys. Jake Smith out with a hamstring strain. Jordan, well, he made it a whole half. So, wow. I guess that's progress, right? I guess. Uh, Brian, I thought about you. Big Alfred Collins, your pick for defensive player uh, to watch this year. Got in there, got a sack. They did look good up front. They they held UTEP to 3.2 yards of play, and Josh Thompson had a career in one night. Uh, talk a little bit about that defense. What did you think? Yeah, I, I, early on, I was kind of like, okay, defense, uh, where's all the impressiveness, right? But, it's, but you know, but like, like you said, UTEP is terrible, and then they couldn't do anything. So, yeah, the defense was doing its thing. Josh Thompson's interception was incredible, I thought, the way he was leaning back and, uh, you know, pulled it out of the sky. And then I looked down at the end, you know, two sacks, eight tackles for loss. It works. Um, you know, those, those are good numbers. I don't, I don't care. I don't care who you're playing against. Um, yeah. And my boy, my boy, Alfred Collins, I'm going to call him my boy. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and label him my, my guy. That's a right? hell of a limb you're climbing now. I know. That's a, I know exactly. But uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to see as time goes on. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't been shy about saying I'm I'm not sold yet on on this D line. Um, you know, the UTEP quarterback uh, he had plenty of time to throw. You know, was it wasn't like he was on his back all night. Nice uh, arm, nice arm too. Yeah, real nice arm. Yeah. So so we'll see. Um, but overall, I I thought that uh, I thought that the defense was uh, was really solid in its first game with with the new with the new coordinator, new coaches. And uh, you know, works get some of the kinks worked out. You know, um, I watched from home as did Daniel and and Duck. You and Brian were at the stadium. So, uh, could you tell us what the game atmosphere was like? Uh, twenty th- twenty something thousand people in a in a cave that basically holds a hundred thousand. What was the game atmosphere like? And and what did you miss? Well, you know, the crowd was just over fifteen thousand. I think it's 15,377. So it was a drop in the bucket when you have a 100,000-seat stadium. It, it seemed very subdued to me. It, it I didn't say it reminded me of going to the Astro games where no fans are in. But, it, you know, they made some noise from time to time. It's a little bit harder to hear in the press box. And it didn't seem like any of the students were wearing masks at all. But as far as just – it kind of it was seemed seamless though. We we went and had our temperature checked with a wrist monitor before we came. What did, in. What did you clock, dude? What did you clock? Uh, I was good enough to stay. I'll, I'll put it that <laughs> but, but I, you know, there was some noise. But I don't know, Brian. Didn't you think it was a little more subdued than? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was very subdued. Um, yeah. It was. It was very subdued. I mean. It was UTEP, so it's very hard to to say. I mean, if this had been LSU and and this and you know, and we had to do this with LSU coming here, oh my God, that would that would be brutal. But um, 
you know, they showed the fans and the, the, what fans that were there, they weren't wearing masks. Um, you know, they showed a lot of the students and, you know, not a lot of mask wearing going on over there. Um, I don't know, but, uh, I, I just think this is how it's going to be for the, for the next, for, for the, for the next few weeks and months, obviously. I mean, you, I, I think that watching it at home, you, you get, it, you get a totally different experience, quite frankly. So it, w- it wouldn't shock me if both of if both of you have a completely different view of how the game went and and how they looked. Um, you know, Danny. I mean, you, I guarantee I guarantee you, Danny, you saw things that we didn't. Yeah, I mean, it. I will say it. it I don't think on TV it looked that different because um, I mean you can do tight shots of fans and. Yeah, and Tom kind of mentioned this in his post-game presser, but, you know, the cardboard cutouts were kind of a fun, funny thing to look at. And, you know, look like the people who were in the stands were having having fun. Saw Mother, Mother Hustler on the pregame show uh, with, with her family out, out in the crowd. So it looked like a normal, normal deal. So I'm sure if you were there, it was a lot different feel. But sometimes when they spanned out and you saw kind of like an aerial shot of the stadium, it was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, that's uh, – there are a lot fewer people there, but then you're also, yeah, maybe that's actually what it would look like if it was actual UTEP during the regular, during an actual season, how many fans would be flocking out to the, to the stadium. But, you know, on TV, it didn't look, it wasn't, it wasn't something I noticed. I know I noticed a football game, not, not so much what was happening in the crowd. You know, when I, when I was watching it and um, I tuned in at about six Oh five and uh, they they had a few aerial shots and and then at game time they they went in with the um, with the protests with the off season with the social injustices a lot of Caden Stearns camera time warming up a lot of Sam Ellinger because those are the guys that were basically spearheading it but the one thing that I that I really noticed is they came back from a break in the first quarter and they had an aerial shot. And it reminded me of when, you know, Danny, you aren't here yet, but when we were growing up and Brent Musburger on NFL Today would go, you're looking live at, at Texas Stadium, and it's like three hours before kickoff and there's nobody there. But this was during the game. And I go, man, that <laughs> looks empty. You see these little clusters of fans, but the place looked pretty empty. And that's basically how the other games I watched uh, during the day looked. Uh, just clusters of fans, but not a lot of people. I'll say one thing, uh, looking out on the south end zone construction, that, that thing looks monstrous. I mean, it's you know, the Jumbotron's just almost the same size as before, but all the concrete and everything, and uh, uh, it looks really huge and looks different with it enclosed. And I don't know if they showed on TV the, the two cardboard cutouts of Oklahoma fans. I asked Del Conte if Bob Stoops had paid for them, and he just kind of laughed it off. So, uh, but it was good being at a football stadium, watching a real football game. So, it's a start. All right, before we get out of here, they got a bye week coming up, and then they go to Lubbock and they play Tech, which barely beat Houston Baptist. wasn't a great start for Tech. Are we going to be talking about football? in the two or three days before that game. Are they going to be able to keep it on the level with this corona diligence? 
it's a big undertaking for college students, knowing that they have a week off from, from game week, to try to keep things going like they're doing. Go ahead, Brian. No, you're exactly right. And I, and I definitely put that in my story because I felt like that, that is, that's huge. I mean, because think about this. I mean, um, here, they've, here they've sort of been in a bubble, so to speak, of going to practice, going through <clears> three days, all those types of things, right? Well, now that they've gotten that first game out of the way, that first hurdle, you know, what, what, do, what do college players do after big wins? They go to parties. They go to the club. They like to, you know, get <laughs> – yeah, go have a good time. That's and so true. it is super easy to let your guard down uh, tonight or the next night or whatever, especially when you get a bye week. And I'm telling you, the last thing Herman wants is to show up here on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday and have, you know, 30, 40 guys in quarantine, right? It's the last thing that they need right now. So big win, but said you're exactly right. They, these guys have to stay vigilant, uh, vigilant on, uh, on watching what they're doing. Daniel. I'm honestly not that concerned about this early season by just because it's still the early season every single player that was in the press conference was asked about it. So people are still asking them about that stuff. I'm more concerned, you know, they're all coming off a win. All the players played, everyone's happy. I'm more concerned about middle of the season. Maybe some guys are playing and just, you know, aren't maybe sold into the team. Maybe some people just kind of let their guard down because, you know, they feel comfortable at school. Um, I'm more concerned about the middle of the season than I am right now because we're all still talking about it. And, you know, if these guys all go out and, you know, catch this because they're at parties. They know they're going to get ripped and, you know, torn, torn to shreds by their coaches and the outside world because we were just talking about it. So I, I have faith that they're going to keep it together and that this won't be an issue. But you also never know. Like I said, these are, these are college kids, and Lord knows we all made stupid decisions when we were that age. Duck. Well, it's, as we all know, it's a very fluid situation, and that only partially refers to drinking by college students. But, uh, you know, this is going to be kind of a season on the fly. We've already seen Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State get games either canceled or postponed. Houston. You know, we see today Baylor's setting up a game with Houston next Saturday. Like, what are y'all doing? Y'all want to play next Saturday? <laughs> and now there's talk about the revote by the Big Ten maybe tomorrow. So, Maybe they'll jump into the fray. So it's it's just on the fly, and that's the way we're going to approach this season. And uh, just hope we can keep playing as long as we can. You said it, brother. Longhorns open up the season with a fifty-nine-three win over UTEP. Check out our stuff on hook'em.com. It's up as we speak. For Daniel Davis, Brian Davis, and the Duck Kirk Bowles. I'm Cedric Golden. We'll see you next time. Well, Later, fellas. I think we're the last ones out here, BD. So, shocker. Okay. okay. Uh, question: Should I put Texas one or number two behind Clemson? All right. See, good night. Good night, sir. <laughs> See you later.